The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. It's a good day to be a Yankee fan. And I mean, I know we're going to start with you giving your grade of the weekend. You went to two games this weekend. You are more on hand. You're more on, you know, uh, hands on parent than I am when it comes to (laughs) fandom right now. Um, So, you know, before I explain why it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Take us through it, Nicholas. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, I think me and you kind of had some different perspectives going into this weekend. I know you were kind of treating it like, you know, just another series, another team coming in yeah. for me, not just because of 2017, but for me, this was a massive series just to really see, you know, where where we stand up. They're really the only they're really the only other Titan in the American League. And I thought it was important to see, you know, where we stood up against them and, you know, to not lead the entire series. I mean, the only times they led were the two walk off homers. So they didn't leave for an actual pitch of the entire series. They got no hit. They went 16 straight innings without a hit across, I think, three games. And, you know, I know, look, we'll talk about it. Thursday, pandemonium. Yesterday, pandemonium. A lot of fun. But honestly, I'm giving them a C for the split at home against Houston. I really wanted three out of four. And to be honest, they easily could have lost all four. So I'm coming in with a C today. Might be a little harsh, but that's where I'm at. Do you know what they call the person who graduates last in their class from medical school? A doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Wins a win. Would you rather have the lead all game and then lose at the end or win at the end and not have the lead the whole game? Here's the way I, I would, look I at would. it. We just played a very tough first place team. They had a young starter. See a rookie, the kid. Oh, Javier, the kid on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I think he's in a second year. That kid yeah. was. <laughs> so very young. Gets hot. Has a hot game. We happen to have an off game. They happen to happen at the same time. That's all it is. That's all that is. So the Yankees on Thursday night showed me 
that they are gritty. They've got stick to They're not going to give up. Okay? I think, you know, obviously you want them to win every game by a billion. Not going to happen. So I take that win. It's an exciting win. I didn't watch a single pitch until Aaron Hicks is at bat. Wow. I had called someone during the day to set up lunch two weeks from now, and they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, our house in Beach Haven's free this weekend if you want it. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so I am like, yeah, I'm just going to drive to um, – we're going to drive to Beach Haven. On Lo- thir- This is Thursday afternoon. Thursday. Thursday afternoon, we decide we're going to feed the girls, load up the dogs, load up the kids – Drive to Beach Haven. So by the time I get in there, I'm setting up a pack and play and all this stuff. Run over to Barry's, do me a flavor. If you know, you know. Um, And get back. And I'm like, oh, the game. I totally forgot about the game. Let me throw this on. And my wife goes, oh, looks like they're going to lose this one. Now she's seeing, you know, the game's on. But she's on TikTok. She's not paying attention most of the time. So she knows I'm happier in general, than I have been in previous years. But she's not paying much attention to what's going on with the team. So she goes, I mean, no way. No way. This is. I go, no, no, they're going to win this game. This is what these guys do. No way. Okay. You fell into it. They're different guys now. All right. Boom. Home run. Then... A little later, when we get to play at second base, she's like, see, this is where, you know, the they turn back into a pumpkin. And we walk it off. And we smoke a huge joint. And everybody's happy. <laughs> and we're on the bay overlooking the Pearl Street tennis courts. It's a wonderful experience. <laughs> and it's like, hey, this is great. But now also, I'm in yes country. Like, I'm just turning on cable and watching Yes. That's nice. That's nice. Which is, it feels good. And that's why then on Friday, I'm like, oh, now I got to go to Amazon? Like, what what am I, some second-class citizen here? What is going on? And, you know, hey, we lose that game, and it's fine, you know, because you're going to lose a game. And after the excitement of Thursday, I'll take it. Saturday, we're dueling no-hitters. And I'm just like, first of all, I need the Astros to get a hit because I am tired of, are they going to leave Cole in? What are they going to do? Well, he threw 112. And then, like, I don't need anything obvious happening in the game because I don't need Carlos Beltran to tell me the obvious thing. (laughs) Like, I can't have a guy not give up hits into the fifth inning just because I don't need Carlos Beltran telling me that different than a regular pitch doesn't want to give up a hit on this one. Um, and so, like, hey, it happens, but I don't care. I don't care about no hitters. I don't care when we throw them. I don't care when someone else throws them. I then drove home on Sunday. I got home. It's the seventh inning. <sighs> and I'm like, all right, guys, let's stop fucking around. Because I had made a, a joke that, and I'll, I'll go on my political rant at the end of the show. Um I made a joke that the Yankees were more focused on women's rights than hitting the ball on Saturday because they're allies for Roe versus Wade. And then I turn on, I see seventh inning, no hitter. Also, 
someone had tweeted at me like, can they maybe show their support in a different way? Like, this is going to be a bit much. And so I quote tweeted and said like, yeah, I'd really like if they just started hitting, you know, some of that effect. Stanton goes deep. And it all turned there. I even, because driving back at the dogs and my wife and I drove separately, so she had the kids. I was just like, I got to go in the pool. I turned on the radio and went in the pool and listened to fucking John and Susan. Not not my favorite experience, but we won. And that's all that matters. So I'll give him a B. You okay. get three out of four, you get an A, you sweep it, it's an A+. Plus, but it's a B because you split a series during a time where – you know, you're in a you're at the end of a you know, you're in a long stretch of games that's right after a long stretch of games, and it's t- Toronto, Tampa, Toronto, Tampa, Houston. Like it's you're this isn't the cupcakes. The cupcakes are coming up. So you get you split a series. It's not October. This team can change, their team can change. We've eaten up more days on the calendar. We're fifty-three and twenty. On June 27th, if it wasn't for the lockout and the makeup game on Thursday, I'd say it's a lock that we're going to be 56 and 20 going into July. And it's still a possibility because we're playing the Athletics, who stink at baseball. Like, really, the worst team in the American League. Yeah. They're the worst team in any organized league ever. (laughs) Flying East. They I mean, there's no excuse. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, get angry, get ex- about the weekend, get excited about Sunday, whatever it is. Go push your shit in. That's all I care about. And so I'm not going to get upset because it's 20 wins. I mean, twenty only 20 losses, June 27th. I mean, we've seen two releases of all-star ballots, two counts of them, 20 losses. And you know what? I get it. You want to win every game. But we're at 53 wins, less than halfway through the season. I don't know what we're on pace for now. What, 115 wins, something like that? 117? something like that. Something like that. Would you take a season where they win 110 games? Of course, Jack. Yeah. And you got to lose 52 to get there. There's no 52 you want. If I give you the calendar, you're not going to say, like, I want to lose those Royals games because those Royals games, you lose that. That's embarrassing. See, no, I would pick I would pick weeknight road games because those are the – I know I'm not going to be there, so that eliminates those yeah. and I'm less likely to watch them. But, no, I, I see what you're saying. I think this is a classic glass half full versus glass half empty. Yeah. You're looking at the clutch hits. We're, you know, we still have the best record. and I'm, But I'm seeing things that we were unable to do in 17 that we were unable to do in 19. Beat Justin Verlander. You know, the, you always talk about the 37 straight curveballs. You know, getting no for 16 straight innings. Like, I'm seeing some of these patterns that have eliminated us. And the bottom line is that if we want this parade that we talk about every week, we need to go through Houston to get where we need to go. It's obviously going to be us and them in the ALCS. You know, assuming I we make know, it. I don't know, obviously. They could lose – I mean, who's shit, we could lose. they've been to the ALCS. I mean, they've been to the World Series three times in the past five years. Like, do you really have faith in another AL team knocking them off? Like, I don't have faith in anything. <laughs> but they don't play the games on paper. 
and they don't let Buster only like simulate the games. They got to go out there and play. Stunned if somebody else knocks them off. If uh, I mean, who like I'm, I'm trying to even, like if the fucking Blue Jays or somebody is gonna. I mean, I, if that happens, uh, you know, hallelujah. But I'm expecting to see them, you know, October 18th, whatever game one at Yankee Stadium, in the ALCS, and like we need like we need to go out at some point and hang five runs on Verlander and beat him. And I know they only had one shot. They're probably not going to see him on Thursday because Houston reshuffled their rotation. Maybe they see him in that first doubleheader, you know, after the All-Star break. But there are certain things that I want to see them do against Houston that I still haven't seen. Does that does that make sense? But like, all right. So you're, are you worried about us going into a playoff series against the Red Sox or the Blue Jays? At this point, no. So we go, we're going to play, boom, first round, we're going to play the Red Sox. You've looked through the A. We're in the ALCS already. I wouldn't go that far, but I'd be very confident. You know, I'd put money on that. I'd be confident there. Still baseball, still anything can happen, but I'm not really losing sleep over that. Same thing, Blue Jays? Same thing with the Blue Jays, yes. I think the Astros are like, dude, they have some sort of psychological edge over us. I, I really, I felt like the angels like that for a while under Tory. We used to always lose yeah. to the angels in the playoffs. My social like used to fuck thing. us up every year. Yeah. 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 Um, so I just look at it like I'm not, you know, once you get to the playoffs, anything happens, you know, you get two bad games in a row. This series is, you know, pretty much over, you know, two guys have their off day, you know, Cole has an off start, uh, Nestor, you know, the other team's just hot. Now you're down 0-2, whether it's a DS, CS, doesn't matter. You're in a bad position. Mm-hmm. The same thing can happen. Like, the same teams that I'd worry about, which is every team that's not the Minnesota Twins, <laughs> um, or the White Sox. Well, I don't know. The White Sox is Tim Anderson thing. Um, they suck. They're, like, under 500. I, they think they have the same record as the Orioles. The they're, White like, Sox? really bad. The White Sox. Yeah, I thought they they're were like, in, like, contention. Nah, they've been they've been really slipping. They, huh. They've been they've been slipping. Oh yeah, they're behind the but, Guardians. They're five and a half back. But so yeah, I mean, any of those teams, like one of them, could pick off the Astros, or at the least wear them down, take them to five games, set things up in our position. Um. So it's just like I can't. Like yeah, no, you know what? We haven't beat the Astros in the playoffs until we beat them in the playoffs, you know? But even if we don't play the Astros, if someone else, you know, beats them, I am not one of these people who is just like, give me your best competition. Let me play the Orioles in the ALCS. Same, same, you know, same. like no, just no, fucking win it. So yeah, if someone else could take off the Astros, if, you know, Justin Verlander blows out his arm again, you know, if Altuve gets kidnapped, <laughs> not like as like an adult, like a hostage thing, like just looking like a child on Halloween and, <laughs> um, like if any of those things were to happen, it's a win's a win's a win to me. No, I, I'm with you there, and I don't, I don't want to face them in the LCS. I would love if somebody else knocked them off. I'm not one of those guys that's like, I want to beat the best to really earn it. No, give you me fucking the, give, beat whoever. Give me the path of least resistance. And I know I was just a little bit negative. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch to a positive. The Hicks three run homer to tie it, and the DJ two run homer to tie it. Like judge is going to get all the love. Cause he had both of the walk-offs, yeah. but I mean, th- those two homers to tie it were, you know, two of the biggest hits I've seen in a while, especially DJ, because if you remember he had, there were two outs and two strikes in, in the eighth inning. I mean, that was a monster two run shot. And that was the first time I'd ever seen DJ LeMahieu pimp a home run. And it was fantastic. They are getting like a, a lot of swagger to them. 
Um, even like Hicks, for as bad as Hicks has played, and I know like everyone loved him. He was like, "Oh damn!" Like as he's still in his swing, like I mean, you still stink. Like we are, yeah. you are ten. You're an O for ten away from. We got to trade this guy again. Like you bought yourself a weekend of reprieve. He's had, he's had a really good June, but I don't know that. I, I like don't get too cocky. I feel like. You get those big hits where, like, one more big hit like that away. So let's stay out of the big hit situation. Let's just win the games by, like, three. But we're, like, one more cocky moment away from, like, Club 161. Oh, no, you're exactly right. And when Hicks did the thing where he pointed, stood there for about 20 minutes and then made the face, I immediately flashed back. I remember in 2020 – Gary hit like a 500 foot game winning grand slam and you were like, dude, and he, and you know, Gary did some stupid thing where he stood there and watched it. I remember you saying like, you know, dude, you're, you're hitting 160. Like it's cool that you hit the walk off Homer, but like, don't do that. And that's exactly how I felt with the Hicks thing. Yeah. Like let's, you know, keep him a great home run. That's awesome. Yeah. But let's keep him moving. Um, and I think, you know, listen, judge is locked in Judge is locked the fuck and you can't throw anything past him right now and it's great you love to see it i think for generations his family will feel what he's done this year and i'm very excited for him no me too and you know just getting into the uh getting into the judge and the whole contract thing obviously now all of the noise is we got to pay this guy we got to pay this guy whatever it takes blank check is, is what i'm hearing and it really reminds me of 2007 with alex rodriguez and if you remember 2007 a rod had an opt-out we all know he was going to use it. And his 2007 numbers, I, I looked this up today, 314, 54 homers, 156 RBIs, 156 ribbies, and a 422 OBP. So having a better – he had a better season than Judge is even on pace for. Like that's how good his season was. Probably won a gold glove too. He probably did. And I Same. remember thinking at the time like – we have no ch- like this might not end well, but we have no choice but to pay this guy. But I know this is going to end badly. That's exactly how I feel with Judge right now. Like I feel like we are stuck between a rock and a hard place, and he's doing the same thing that A Rod did in 07. Just just curious what you think of that comparison. I think it's a good. Co- it's the reason that I've been saying to trade him for years, so that we weren't in this situation. And yeah, like so we're in this situation. Um. He, I don't think you have to pay him. I don't like. Yeah, oh great, you're good. Let's give him the A Rod contract then. I'll give him twenty five million dollars a year. I think A Rod was two seventy five over ten. And God, I mean, it, there it was we go. Such That'd a, be a steal. Such a disaster. I mean, now it would, but it, it, that was such a disaster for us. I, I know they won in 09, and he had the 33 homer season when he was forty. I think in twenty fifteen. Other than that, that that contract was a total disaster. The second one. Yeah. I mean, so what did we offer Judge? Seven years? Two, two thirteen and a half over seven. And it, so it was like what? 30, 30 and a half a year. 30 and a half a year, including this year. So he would have been 37 coming No, out. no, it was, af- it was after. Like they were going to give him the 21 for this year. 21 and then And then 30 13 and a half over seven. Yeah. seven. yeah. Yeah. I mean – I'm still comfortable with that contract. Like who I there's just not a 38-year-old that has signed like no one signed that contract before and 
just lived up to it the whole time. Like no one has. You know it's a loss. The only one I can think of that worked perfectly and he was and it was only a seven year deal was the Scherzer contract for the Nationals. Like he dominated through that entire deal. That was only I mean, seven years though. It's different. That's a starting pitcher too. Yeah, yeah. I but I agree with your point. Like most of these deals don't work out. We hope Coles does. Yeah, I don't think so. I think at the end of the season, let's say Judge hits fifty five home runs. All right, conservatively. I know he may hit in the 60s. Um, he may only hit 50. So I, 55, I feel like, is fair. And what he's batting around 300 now, right? Yeah, I think 290, something like that, 295. Okay. So let's say he hits 300, um, has 100-something RBIs, 55 home runs. He's, he's going to be 31 years old, a week into the season. I don't think that with those numbers – with the history of games missed, with his size, that people are going to have the years. He wants nine years. Nobody's giving him nine years. And if someone does come over the top, like the Mariners did with Cano, and it could be the Mariners this time too, and says, we're going to give you nine years, $30 million a year, sign that contract, Aaron. You should. The Yankees should not. Go near that. Now, if the Yankees wanted to offer him $45 million a year for three years, I'm in favor of that. You're going to get that, you know, output. He would laugh at that, though. I mean, he wouldn't even – he would laugh at that. No one's – Carlos Correa wasn't going to – Carlos Correa is four years younger. It's interesting, yeah. No one was. Yeah, no. I, I think they're fucked either way because if I think if they pay him, they're they're going to be fucked for the end of the contract. And if they don't pay him, you can't just replace him with anybody, and they're having a gaping hole in their lineup next year. So they're really, it's really a bad spot. They should have extended him when he was like, you know, twenty six, twenty seven, at maybe a better rate when his value wasn't as high. This, I feel like they've kind of backed themselves. I think he was corner. always going to free agency. You he think? was okay. always gonna hmm. after that, you know, the pop in sixteen and then seventeen. He was going to go to free agency. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I think they're screwed either way. I don't think there's really a win here. I mean, at this point, I'd maybe go eight years, 35 a year. What's that, like 280? I still don't think he gets 300. 300 is a lot. Eight years? You're going to pay a 37-year-old, 38-year-old, 39-year-old Aaron Judge, 37 million. You're just going to have a $37 million a year hole in the – the lineup because physically he's I, I would not hope there. At 37, he could still hit, you know, 25, 30. But I, I, I hope the power. You're paying a million dollars a home run now. I guess, man, that's the cost of doing business. I don't I don't know what else to do. We're going to have him not in, in center field next year. We don't, I mean, well, you don't want to have him in center field next year or right field. We need him on the, we need him in the line. I mean, dude, you take him off this team, they're a lot worse. They're, they're a lot. Yes. Worse. If you take the best player in baseball this season off out of the lineup, the lineup is impacted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when he was injured and he missed time, there was a hole in the lineup. But that hole was a $10 million hole. If it happens again, and it will, that's just – that is nothing new. This isn't an attack on Aaron Judge. This is his size and age. So when I was talking about before when he was 28, it was like, yeah, you're, well, you're 28. Like that's a good amount to be injured, 29. He's going to be 31. 
by like April 15th of next year or something. It's like, you know, first week of April is his birthday. So, so it's a sunken cost to what? To keep people coming to games who are going to come to games anyway? You can fill that hole. Yeah, like it's almost like Moneyball, but already spending three hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, it's not. I agree that it's not smart business wise. But, but you know, while while Cole is in his prime, while Stanton's in his prime, I, I'd rather have him on the team for the next three or four years. And if that means they get burned a little bit at the end, they get burned a little bit at the end. I mean, there's really, not the there's no a little bit a- of burn. There's a lot of burn. Yeah, like A Rod was. A-Rod came back, and yeah, he hit the 33 home runs, but like tying up the DH spot. He wasn't around for 2014, you know, uh, at all. He battled a lot of injuries at the end. And like that, you know, the end of the end of Jeter's career was negatively impacted by lack of flexibility due to that. And we ended up having to release him and eat a year of the contract. Like we paid him for one and a half years. To, to not be on the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I like, I, look, I said it's a lo- it's a lose lose to me. And if they do let him go, and you want to quote unquote replace him, uh, other than Juan Soto, I, I really can't think of anybody that you can really replace him with. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no, but like, you're not even guaranteed that he's going to be him next year. That's true. Look, yeah, he did all, it in 2017. He's doing it in 2022. There's a lot of years in between there. There are. The one thing I'll push back on the injury thing, he's been pretty healthy he under Cressy. He has. I think they've changed the, you know, the the way they treat injuries. Like it's obviously it was a huge issue for a long time. It's gotten much better. People his size do not last as position players in the game of baseball. They just don't. And, like, maybe he's the freak. He's the first guy to do it. He's going to play till he's 40. Um, but in all likelihood, like, those knees, those ankles, those hips, it's just – it's a lot, of, a lot of man to be carrying around. That's just the science behind it. And I think other teams are going to feel the same way because for us, we've had him for – it would be seven – you know, parts of seven seasons now, Right. So we want to get years 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 is what you're talking about, which like there's definitely more value to like, you know, you've had them the whole time versus the Mariners are just, well, you know, you sell four years of judge jerseys. I don't think that they are, you know, gonna do, you know, I don't think like anyone's coming over the top like that. Yeah, and I don't think – I also do think that, you know, if he had his druthers, he'd, he'd rather be here. Like I, I know he's from the West Coast, but I, I think he'd rather be playing at, at Yankee Stadium in front of our crowds than, I don't know, San Diego or San Francisco or something. Like like the West Coast, there's big cities, but it, it's not the same. It's not the same spotlight. Yeah, well, you want to be on – you know, you want to be on the Today Show or Good Morning America where it's everywhere in the country or you want to be on Good Morning – you know, Wake Up San Francisco with Danny Tanner. <laughs> I mean, that, those are the options, you know, he, and yeah, he recognizes oh, yeah. that. I mean, he knows this is Hollywood Aaron. He knows what he's doing. Um, and don't listen, if the Dodgers didn't have Mookie Betts, you know, like, yeah, maybe. But like they've got their big 
outfielder contract. So and they we don't have studs have to all over the field. I mean, they don't. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like that. That's a team that I worry about, like going on spending. I don't mm, think the Giants yeah. are going to in that way. I don't think the Mariners are going to. Also, between now and when that contract happens, recession. Like the <laughs> like the yeah. economy doesn't look great right now, and getting tied up in long-term guaranteed contracts is not what I think billionaires like to do. It's not how you become a billionaire and it's not how you stay a billionaire. Generally not. And the funny thing to me is like, we'll have these same people on Twitter that are whining about the Stanton contract, right? The fact that we have to pay him 22 million a year until I think he's 37. And these same people that are complaining about that want to give judge 40 million a year for 10 years. It's like, you know, like the joke writes itself. We're, we're paying, you know, I, you know, I know there's bonuses, but like we're paying 22 a year that counts towards our salary cap on Donaldson and he's always oh, 36. I don't think Aaron judge is playing like looks 10, $11 million better than Donaldson does right now at 36, 37. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. And Donaldson Donaldson's done nothing. I, I actually, that was my next, that was my next topic. Two twenty six six homers, 320 OBP. Did you see? And dude, we talk about the pimping, the home Shoulder. runs. Dude, Friday night, he hits a ball that like barely, I think it one hopped the wall and he stood there and he got so lucky that it, it bounced over. Yeah. He thought it was like going to be, you know, into, into the bleachers. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? People are getting caught. Up. I told you we're one big hit away from Club 161. People are, they're getting a little, we had to get no hit on Saturday. Otherwise, there would have been a club. There would have been a club. No, they would have done it. They would have done it. And to me, this is just, again, I think I tweeted this. It's the latest example of Cashman has this infatuation with getting former Yankee killers five, seven years too late. Randy Johnson, Vernon Wells, Kevin Euclid. I, I could spend a whole podcast. Cecil Fielder. All, all he, of didn't, the, yes. he didn't get Cecil Fielder, but that was Watson. <laughs> but Donaldson, to me, is just the latest dud of that. Like, that's all I see with him is a former Yankee killer that sucks now. Yeah, but they wanted he was like the, he was the piece to get IKF, right? Who IKF? Who's been, I'd say, mediocre at best. Who's on a team that's fifty three and twenty, and he's played a role in that. Oh, Not everybody it. can win the MVP. They give out one MVP award at the end of the season. They can't he could split be better it defensively. Nine ways. He's got zero defensive runs saved. He's supposed to be Ozzie Smith out there. He's been very average in the. I season. didn't know. I never heard he was Ozzie Smith. People were hyping him up. Gold Glover. He's going to win a Gold Glove and a and a Cracker Jack year at third base. You don't want to see more out of him defensively. He's got eight. Yeah, I do. I do. Ball. But I'm not going to start. It's not Glaber. It's true. Okay, and yeah, it's not Correa, but I think he's playing at least more than one seventh as good as Carlos Correa is. More than one seventh. We're paying him one seventh of the salary. Yeah, no, I mean, I never I never was in I never was in on on Correa either. But it's like and look and look, we can spin this positively. I mean, we're getting basically nothing out of Donaldson and IKF. And we're still whatever you just said, fifty three and twenty. If they could somehow pick it up, we're even better. But I mean, I'm looking at the left side of the infield right now, and it, I see two holes. You can't say he's got. It's not like he's giving up extra runs. I mean, he's playing 
Donaldson's been good in the field. I'll, I'll give him that. But he's supposed to be a slugger, man. He's supposed to like. Yeah, well, he's got this shoulder. This shoulder's going to be an issue the whole year. Like to a certain extent, it may be in the Yankees' best interest if that shoulder got worse. <laughs> and he just had to, you know, I got to shut it down. And then you've and got then DJ to third and just put DJ at third, Glaber at second. DJ yeah. at third. Maybe you call up Peraza. Which I thought maybe they would do that today with Gla- you know Glaber's going to be down a couple of days. They're talking about maybe IKF going on the IL eventually too. Yeah, um, I mean we're getting into – we've had two big stretches of a lot of games and not a lot of days um, with some tough games. We played a lot of games on turf in the last week. So, you know, those injuries are going to come and you hope, you're, you hope they're, you know, 10-day stints, 15-day stints, whatever it is. They're not longer. Um, but it, to a certain extent, it's like, you know, the injuries are going to come. It's like some injuries are going to come. Yeah. You're not, you, you know, this isn't the like, well, you know, the, based on someone's history. In general, the team's going to have injuries. I'd rather get them out of the way June, July, figure out, you know, because we've got to figure out if we're going to make moves, if we need to make moves. Um, but yeah, I think if IKF went on the IL, then yeah, you're going to see Peraza. Which would be awesome. And then Cashman's really raved about his glove. I'd love to see him flash some leather a little bit. But I mean, injury-wise, we've been extremely lucky. The entire rotation has been completely healthy. I think Stanton missed exactly 10 days on the IL. But Judge has been completely healthy. DJ's been healthy. Rizzo's been healthy. They've been very healthy as a whole. Yeah, well, I think... Rizzo came into camp in just a different shape than we've ever seen him before. Uh, Judge is, I don't know what he's doing, but, you know, he's as ready as he's ever been. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there have been times for some guys where you've even been like, ah, you know, maybe maybe that hamstring gets a little tight. Take a couple days, you know, let us see something else. But, it, you know, I get the complaint. I get the frustration. You know, you're a guy who wants to win every game. I want to win every game, too. I understand that we're not going to. And deep down, you know that we're not going to. I don't I don't know that you understand that we're not going to win every game. Um, yeah, you're right. My, my friend tells me that I bring – he calls it a football-like mentality to a yeah. 162 baseball season. Yeah. So I get it. It's impossible. I was on ESPN Syracuse today, and I said the same thing. I was like, listen – if you want to win every game, like you pick the wrong sport to be a fan of yeah. <laughs> dramatically. That's true. It, it, I don't even know if it's about winning every game. It's just looking at what's happening now and I'll envision October. You know what I mean? And I, I picture these two guys on the left side of the infield and then I see that they have Bregman and then that whiz at shortstop. Like, I'll be honest. I am like the like I'm the, I'm always comparing myself to the Astros. Like I'm like I'm like an insecure high school girl that's comparing yeah. herself to the girl across the locker when I look at Houston. I'll be honest. Yeah. No, I tr- you didn't have to tell me that for me to know that. <laughs> I'm here every week and on text messages like, yeah, no, I know. All you care about is Houston. Is beating them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's not even like I said, it's not even because of 17. It's because we need to beat them to get where we need to go. That's why. Yeah, I understand. Like they are the most likely last step to get to one step from where we want to be. Um, like I totally understand that. I just think that right now, like the team's playing well. Overall, things are trending well. I'd like a, you know to stay within ourselves stay together as a team 
that's the biggest thing to me is like they've really been a team. Like this team feels like a team. Yes. Not agreed. just like a bunch of guys. And especially for the names that we have too. Like you've got Stanton, Judge, Cole. Uh, Gallo is a name. Rizzo is a name. Donaldson is a name. We've had so many teams, especially in the like 2000s, where it's just like we're just assembling all-star teams. You know, Glaber's a name. He's a two-time all-star. Possibly a three-time all-star coming up. DJ LeMahieu won a batting title in both leagues. I mean, if this doesn't scream, you know, um, Gary Sheffield, um, uh, Bobby Abreu, like Kevin just, Brown, yeah, yeah just throwing yeah. it. Randy Johnson, yeah. <laughs> if this doesn't scream, just throwing names. Well, like that's what Kluber felt like last year. But these guys yeah, have no, come the together. Chemistry's great. Yeah, the chemistry is great, and we we trash on Boone a lot. Obviously, Boone's strengths are not his in-game decision making or his you know injury updates. I think his strengths are managing these egos and getting everybody pulling in in one direction. And you know, he seems like a guy. You know, he he grew up around the game. We like he grew up playing catch with Pete Rose or whatever when he was ten. He's not intimidated by the names or the egos, and I think he's good at just kind of getting everybody flown in the right direction for sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And, you know, now we get to play a crappy, crappy athletics team at home. We have to go to Houston for one game, which is a pain in the ass, yeah, just oh in my general. God. And then um, to Cleveland. And then we go to Cleveland. They're a second place team in a crappy division. So I'm not that worried about them. We get to go to Pittsburgh for two games. And then you go to Fenway. And, you know, the Red Sox are the hottest team in second place 11 games back in baseball. But, like, they've come from the cellar to be like, they're a hot team. They're going to be ready to play us in two weeks in Fenway. Um, and then luckily, like you get to cool off again against the Reds. Then you've got Red Sox, all-star game, doubleheader for Astros. Like there isn't, there are little pockets of rest where like you need to keep eating, but as long as we keep winning series or splitting series with first place teams, I'm okay with the idea that we can make improvements via trade or, you know, IL, because now we've got Chapman coming back. Um, Luizic is coming back. Herman's not too far off either. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. Um, you know, you can't get rid of Roe versus Wade and bring Herman back the same week. <laughs> it's just, it's a big no no. Um, 
but Britain, you know, like there, there, are, there are improvements to be made. And and I think if you're right there, because I've said for years, it's up to the players who are currently on the team to show that the team should invest in them at the deadline. And with that, some people do have to go. And you do know, you know, someone's on the way out. But I think that they're doing that this year. Like you, if it's, I don't know where they are with luxury tax and the thresholds off the top of my head. But if it's like, hey, let's take on $10 million for the rest of the year, Cashman doesn't have to go out and go, we'll give you an extra minor leaguer if you pay the, you know, 300000 for the rest of the year. No, let's go out there. Let's pick up a fucking contract and let's mash. Yeah, I expect us to be very active at the deadline. And, and Cashman knows this is a team that can win it all, which I think will allow him, you know, to kind of to kind of open up and be more aggressive. But you're right. They do have a lot of reinforcements on the way. I think Chapman is going to be activated. I mean, we're recording this Monday, I think Tuesday. Yeah, I think so. Tuesday or Wednesday, he's going to be activated. And you look, look at week three with Oakland and then the, you know, the Houston game. Just give me three of those four. Either take two out of three from Oakland and beat Houston or, you know, if they if they sweep. Oakland, I'm not going to be heartbroken if they lose that one game. I mean, that's just a weird fly to Houston and leave anyway. Yeah. It's kind of a fugazi, so, you know, whatever. And I think, like, the the Oakland series and the Indian series are good. Like, Oakland is awful. Cleveland's, like, a decent team. So you go in there and, like, you, you take two out of three on the road or you get a sweep on the road. That builds the confidence up, and it's in a way that you deserve. It's not beating the Royals for three and Kaufman, which like <laughs> their high school teams can do that, you know? And then you, you go to, you go to Pittsburgh, you have some Permanti brothers, have, you know, walk the river. Listen to some Mac Miller. And- <laughs> yeah. And then you get ready to go up to, up to Boston. That will be a big series, especially. So I think we're up 11 on the Red Sox yeah. right now. I mean, if they shave that to even eight or nine, I mean, that's a big, that's a big series. And under Boone, I don't know what the record is, but they they have played horrible in Fenway, uh, under Boone specifically. I mean, I, I think they've won like 30% of the games there or something. I think anybody with a brain knows the Yankees are up 11 games on the second-place Red Sox. They've been up big the entire season. They could still be up 11 games going to Fenway, lose fucking four games, and the season could fall apart quick. Easily, easily. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think we all know it could. Yeah, it's just it's scary going up there. I always think back. I remember in 2018 they they got swept in a four game series, just like you said, and it totally derailed, totally derailed the season. It can it can happen. That's going to be a monster series. It'll be cool to go see them play in Pittsburgh. I feel like they never play like all these stadiums that I want to go to, like Pittsburgh. It's always a Tuesday. Yeah, they, they never go to these places on a weekend. Yeah, you don't get. They haven't done like a weekend in Pittsburgh, maybe like ever. Because yeah, that's one that I would do. Like, even when I lived in New York, like, that, that'd that be an easy one to do. Whether you decide, like, screw it, we're going to take the five, six-hour drive because it's just like, whatever, we'll listen to a podcast. Um, or the, you know, the quick flight out there. It's somewhere I would definitely go. I'm excited for the um, the change in scheduling so that you're playing everybody every year. So every other year we're going to be in Pittsburgh. Like you think you got to get a weekend at some point. Like that's going to hurt like the Guardians. Like you're going to you got to lose a weekend. But I think they try to give everyone who the Yankees regularly play. So everyone in the AL, I I think they get a weekend. 
Yeah, it'll be better for us, too, because I think we've talked about it. Like, most of the destination cities and ballparks are in the National League. Like, we, I don't want to go do a weekend in Detroit or Cleveland, you know, or even, like, Minnesota. Like, they're just not, like, those AL Central teams and, you know, even the AL West. It's, it's Oakland and, I guess, Dallas for the Rangers. Like, they're just not a lot of destination cities in the American League. Most of them are in the National League. Yeah, I don't know if that's because of like the scarcity, but like Milwaukee. Milwaukee is a fun drinking city. You want to go there? Yeah. If you're going to go to Chicago, you'd rather go to Wrigley. They got San Diego. They got Denver. They got San Francisco. I just feel like the National League overall has has better cities. But I mean, yeah, it'll going be cool. to Denver, like, going to yeah. Denver to see the Yankees play. They played there like three years ago. I tried to swing it, and I just I couldn't at the time. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, I've never. I don't have like on my bucket list of like, I want to get to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Not really, but no, it'll be cool. And then we'll play. I I think it's, they play like they won't go more than a year without playing every team. So like we'll play the Phillies every other year in Philly. So that'll be cool. Yeah. So that'll be yeah. cool. Yeah. So like we'll get those, which is nice. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking cause I would assume you, you get it both way. Like, yeah. Every other year you play them. At home or away, I don't think they'll split it where it's like two and two. Um, no, yeah, probably not. Although that's what they that's what they did last year. Are you worried about? Are you worried about Nestor at all? He's got an ERA over four in June. Do you think he's coming back down to earth? Or yeah, probably. Like oh, Nestor, shocker, Nestor Cortez is not the best player in baseball. <laughs> I mean, I think I've been saying I was that hoping all. maybe. I was hoping maybe he'd be like a great number two. And that might have been – I might have been reaching. But, that. you know, he may have – like water finds its level. He – amazing April and May, rough June. July, if he pitches to like a three two five, he's still having a great season. Like he's not – I never thought Nestor Cortez was going to start the All-Star game. I think he could be in the All-Star game. I think Fox would love to interview him. You know, talk about like you know how kooky he is or whatever in the, the bubble gum, the cafe. Now, yeah, did you see that nasty Nestor's cafe? What yeah. a name for a coffee shop. <laughs> so, but yeah, I at fifty three and twenty, I just I have a hard time not just trusting that the the people running the team are gonna do the right things to get us the rest of the way and then win the World Series and Brian Cashman retires. That that would be nice. And when you look at I like obviously you want to enjoy the day to day, but it's impossible for me not to think about October. And you you figure, look, they probably have four four spots in the rotation in October. You figure Cole and Severino are probably locks, and then I look at it as Nestor, Tyone, and and Gumby kind of battling it out for for spots three and four. Is that how you see it, or do you you see it differently? Um, I think Montgomery probably has a has a really good shot. At getting there, I, Nestor. I I don't know what we're gonna see from Nestor. Like, I mean, it could it can happen to anyone, but it's far more likely that like he falls apart than anyone else. Um, just in terms of like ability, the rest of the season. Uh, I think I'm a hot hand guy, so you just play the hot hand. I think Nestor. I think there is a situation where because you don't need four starters for the division series. And, and Nestor, oh right, you only need three. And Nestor's a rubber you arm guy. Yeah, Nestor will give you two innings in game one, two innings in game two, in game three. You know, no problem. Probably more value. Like Nestor, Nestor can be valuable out of the pen, and I don't know if those other guys 
Like I can't see Montgomery coming in in the third inning or Tyone. Like they're they're just starters. Nestor, like you said, he doesn't give a fuck. Nestor's out there playing baseball. Not gonna be like Jay Hap crying because they brought him in and the yeah. No, oh, you put oh you put me in in a playoff game. Fuck yeah, like fuck yeah, let's go do it. Oh, the bases are loaded, no outs. Like he's gonna give you the same effort and have the same mentality of like just you know the opportunity that's in front of him. Whether you're handing him the ball for game one or you're handing him the ball in the seventh inning, bases loaded, no outs. Yeah, no, no, he will. And the last thing I wanted to just touch on from the weekend, I hope Stanton, I hope this is the start of him getting hot, homered Friday, homered Sunday. They were both pretty far. He'd been slumping pretty bad. His average was down into the 240s, and he only had 14 homers. Yeah. When he goes the other way and gets into that right center field gap, like that's when he's at his best. When he's driving the ball in the right center field gap, he is he's more locked in like he'll still he'll still pull the ball too he's just more likely to pull the ball if he's locked in going the other way as well yeah friday yeah i think the one friday was right down the right field line and then yesterday was just a missile into monument park which yeah, was which was awesome the one down the right field line was just like that was just muscle like that yeah. was that wasn't even like a full swing i think he caught himself by surprise yeah no that was pretty that was pretty close to me but yeah no fun Fun weekend overall. I mean, the D, like I said, the DJ Homer. Every, like everybody talks about Thursday, but the DJ Homer was so big to me because if he doesn't hit that, you know, they're definitely lo- probably losing three out of four. Uh, to hit that with two strikes and two outs was awesome. But I know you want to talk about Aaron Judge and Twitter. I'm unblocked. <laughs> what are the odds? After um, he hit the walk off the next morning. There was a video that was put out. It was like a promo video for Ric Flair. Is Ric Flair's having his last match for the hundredth time? He's probably going to have a heart attack and die in the ring. Um, he really shouldn't be doing it. But he cut an awesome promo, and he's just like, "Yeah, well, because I'm the fucking man." And so I clipped that, and I was going to be like, you know, Judge hyping himself up. I forget. I tweeted something like that. Um, he then. As I'm like typing it in, because I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to tag him in it. It populated. When you're blocked, it doesn't populate. So I'm like, what is this about? Cancel this entire post and let's start doing some investigating. And yeah, I've been unblocked by Aaron Judge. Um, I wonder, you know, there's a part of me that is like, he started fucking mashing and is like, I'm going to unblock the haters so they can, you know, apologize to me, acknowledge me. Um, in all likelihood, his agency just like focused more on social media and like someone's handling his accounts. It was just like, I don't know. This guy with like 35,000 followers who's a Yankee fan. Maybe we shouldn't block him. You know, like I can see why. I can see why I'm blocked. I can't see at all why I'm unblocked unless it's either an agency. The most likely thing is it's just a business decision that someone else made. But I do like the idea that he was just like, how's my dick taste, JJ? How's it fucking taste? Yeah, I got my teeth fixed. Fuck you. There's probably like, I'm sure he did that with like, you know, there's probably like eight to 10 JJs that he probably did that with. Like people that he had marked down 
you know, not I'm going to show them, but yeah, like exactly like yeah. you just said. I mean, I've been on it for a yeah. long time. You were first. You were yeah. definitely first. First to market. Um, and because when we traded for Brandon McCarthy. God, that's random. <laughs> like okay. 20. Yeah, 14, 15. Yeah. yeah. So we traded for him. And I was like, I think he's got a fucking hot wife. So I see it, and I wrote a blog for Barstool, like pretty much like we traded for whatever her name is. <laughs> because like Brandon McCarthy wasn't really that good at baseball, but she's hot. And then I could see like based on her tweets, like she's a party girl, or like she was. I was big on boozy brunch, so I tweeted at her for like 35 straight days. Just like, hey, we should have boozy brunch. We should have boozy brunch. Like, yo, let's do brunch. Go to a game. Da da da. Like, it's not sexual. My wife is gonna come. Like, I'm not trying to like make it any weirder than, you know, I'm a, like a 28 year old, 29 year old guy who just wants to have boozy brunch with you, and you can party with me and my girlfriends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then finally one day, they're on the road. I tweeted, and Brandon McCarthy was like, "You need to fucking relax." I don't know if he said fucking, but like, yo, you need to relax. Um, and then she now blocked. was that a DM or was that a tweet? That was you? a tweet. It was okay. probably it was like a quote tweet. Like you need. Oh to, wow! Yeah, is this, yeah. Is this, did you delete it or is it still out there? Uh it's probably gone because I cleared out like all, my Twitter history when the Susie stuff happened. Gotcha. Okay. Because um, people are gonna go looking for like a joke that didn't hit right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never tweeted any rap lyrics. I'm not supposed to, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, I'm not Nestor. Um, So I just, my wife was like, oh man, like, you know, you got blocked by her. She said that, you know, not good. And I was like, you know what that means, right? She was like, yeah, they got, you know, because Barstool's taken off. She's like, you know, yeah, you're not going to get to me. I go, no, no, no. That means that he's in the hotel and he's just like, yeah, you know, uh, tough loss to the twins or whatever the fuck. And she's just like, this guy really wants to have brunch with me. And the McCarthy's had to have a discussion about me. And so I like to think that Aaron and his wife are like, I don't know. You know, he made fun of your DUI. Should we? Should we? He made fun of my teeth. But you know what? I did. I'm going to walk it off. Let's fucking see what he's got to say. <laughs> Far less Maybe likely that discuss happened. it. So you think it was the agency? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I very much think it was not Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge knows who I am to the extent that, like, if I met him, if someone introduced us, and I was like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. used to be a Barstool you know, JJ or you know whatever. If I anything other than just Jack Joaquin, like if it was JJ Yankee fan. He would, I think he'd be very professional about it, but I think he'd be like, this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> would you even want to meet him at this point? Like, no, I don't really want to meet question. fucking any of these guys. I don't give yeah, a yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I stopped, like, I really don't care to meet uh, any single one of them. What am I going to talk to him? Because, like, if it's just be like, oh, quick, can I get a picture? Like, I'm a 37 year old man. Like, I will. <laughs> if I do meet them, that's what's going to happen. So that's the thing. Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's not cool. It's like, I'm going to embarrass myself. Like both my grandfathers fought on foreign shores so that I could get a half chub meeting fucking Aaron Judge. (laughs) I don't think so. 
Yeah, no, and I think you're the one that said it. It's like meeting Jeter would be such It'd a It would be the worst. There is the, yeah. no worse situation. There is no more of a nightmare situation than me having to pose for a picture with Derek Jeter. Yeah. This no, is it. You get one picture with your hero and I'm just – there's no way I'm not going to look bloated. No way. One, because I'm bloated. Two, because I probably ate french fries or something during the day. Like it's not good. Um, like when we – when it was like his retirement day and he was in suite two and we were in suite four, I had said to my wife like, hey, if I meet – like you just start fucking snapping pictures because I can't pose. You got – we just got to find one where like I can crop my gut and like, you know, I just look <laughs> like a normal person. Like I have a and bunch there's of nothing pictures. that you could say either. Like, what would you even say? Oh, thanks for making my childhood. Interesting. Like, that sounds that sounds so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I would hang out with, um, I I used to want to go to Donovan's and run into, uh, Cone and Wells and like I had talked to Cone like we were trying to put it together like very on the DL like hey this is where we are you can come meet us and and shoot the shit because like I loved Boomer Wells until he went. Uh, you know, to the White House. And, um, you know, so like that'd be cool if I could shoot the shit with them, tell funny stories. But like Derek Jeter has no interest in anything I have to say. Right. Yeah. Any of those guys. Mariano, what are you going to talk about? Like church? Religion? Yeah. Like, like oh, also being at the White House, like, again, Paul O'Neill, all these fucking Trump guys. Like, yeah, I knew they were stupid, but they were good at baseball. Um. Yeah, like, what am I going to talk to Aaron Judge about? You know. Yeah. No. Nothing. When it was like when Clint or Jackson, whatever his name is now, was um <laughs> coming along, I went out with him because like I was still I was in my early thirties. I knew New York. I had a little sway places, so it's like oh, I could kind of impress you, maybe. You know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I didn't. I did not. I definitely did it. Like, we became friendly, but it wasn't like, oh, this is fucking sick. Good thing you brought me to this bar with sawdust on the floor. That's tight. Number five pick. Didn't you get drinks with the Blue Jays guy that made, like, four errors in one inning against us? I was out with Clint and Derek Fisher at the same time. <laughs> Derek Fisher, that too. <laughs> yeah. Derek Fisher is, like, the fucking nicest guy. I love Derek. I don't even know where he is now. He was on that 2017 team, though. I remember because it was like the day after he made four errors against us. We did a podcast. You're like, I just got to say, that is the nicest guy ever. He is. Super nice guy. We went. We were at a bar. And uh, he hadn't been called up yet. But his agent's like, he's going to be up. Like, he's, you know, whatever. Um, So I'm talking to him. We're hanging out. I go and I get a pack of cigarettes. I go to smoke a cigarette, you know, drunk cigarette. And he's like, yo, let let me get one. I was like, I think I'm going to get cigarettes. He was like, yo, I'm in. Like, get cigarettes. So I'm talking to him. This guy is – obviously, he's in much better shape than me. But, like, I'm 6'1". So we're, like, the same – you know, we probably weigh the same. His is muscle. Mine's fat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We look like just two dudes who could be hanging out. So we're standing there. I'm opening the cigarettes. And I go, so what, you were first-round pick? And he was like, yeah, like 30th pick or, you know, some shit like that or whatever his pick was. And I was just like, all right, so I'm just going to ask you because otherwise I'll just Google it anyway. What was your signing bonus? <laughs> it was like, I was like 1-4 or whatever it was. And I go, why the fuck am I buying the cigarettes, my guy? <laughs> he bought shots. 
Patrick Corbin bought me uh, two shots of Patron. I remember at uh, Morgan's Pier. And dude, and you talk about a guy that would never get recognized. Just a he's just basically a, another skinny six two guy in a button down. Like it more like dime a dozen. Like you know what I mean. Like trip over those guys. And I was the only one that recognized him. But but yeah, no, that was that was a fun night. I'm trying to think what else? What else did I have here? Oh, Glaber. In addition to his mild ankle sprain, has wrist inflammation. He's going to be shut down for a couple of days. Yeah, I mean IL that's possible. that's why it's like ah, if we're going to make the IL move, like figure it out by tomorrow. And you know, Peraza's been playing a little bit around um, uh, around the infield because he's traditionally only played shortstop. So they've been trying him in some other mm-hmm. positions too. And if we can get the guy up and get him some exposure, like, you know, when there's an injury, it's all hands. Uh, if a guy's in triple a, he's as ready for the majors as he's going to be. So let's just do what, you know, what, what we have is a special thing going on at the major league level. So whoever can contribute that. And I'm not worried about, well, if we bring him up and then Glaber comes back and we got to send him down, like, you know, do we hurt his – I don't care about his feelings. I don't, The only feeling I care about is World Series feeling. 100%. And I don't know if you remember, in 2017, Glaber was in double-A for like – it was like three weeks. Like it was like nothing. Then they sped him into triple-A and he was going to come up at the end of 17 and then, then he tried diving into home plate and – uh he actually needed Tommy John on his non-throwing elbow, but he was going to come up at twenty. So with that, do you think there is any chance? I know it. I know it's pretty unlikely, but any chance that they kind of speed Volpe up and maybe we see him in September? I think he's about to get promoted to AAA. He's been dominating the past few weeks. So he's started off slow. He's had a couple really good weeks. Top ranked. Like if he gets to AAA and he mashes, and IKF is slumping. Like really slumping, maybe. If you're ten games up in the division, and you've got a guy playing, you know, better than replacement level shortstop, it's tough to make that move and throw off the dynamic of the team. Ah, do you think it really throws kid. off you've, the? Di- you've got this hot. The culture for this team right now is so good that, like, there is something to bringing up the number one prospect in baseball. Is that like that's what he is now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's number one. He's he's twenty one years old. He, yeah, I guess he's still he's still only hitting two thirty eight in in double A. All yeah. I've been seeing is that he's been raking. I mean, he must have had a horrible start. He was really bad to start. Him and Peraza. Peraza hadn't played good this year, and they were getting hot like the last two weeks. So and more power. It's most. I think it's a lot of power numbers. He's so got ten bombs already. Yeah. So you know, if you call up the number one prospect in baseball in September for a team that's in first place by ten, twelve, eight games, you know, whatever, some something like that, you do risk. You like you're changing that. You're putting a lot of pressure headed into the playoffs, and some guys raise to rise to it, and maybe he will. But normally when we see like those moves made, it's out of like some kind of desperation, you know, if the desperation doesn't come along. But IKF goes on the IL, Peraza comes up, you know, when he comes up, there's there's more spots. It seems like Volpe is a guy that won't spend a lot of time at AAA. No, right. Right, exactly. And look, if you think, and look, the Yankees have to answer this, but the, I think what it comes down to is, do you think you know Volpe can make a much more significant impact in the playoffs than 
an IKF can? And if the answer is yes, if they think the answer is yes, then who gives a shit about the service time or any of that other bullshit? Then you call him up. But if they think if they think it's going to be a wash, if they think he's not ready, then obviously you can hold him out until next May or whatever. But I think it's at least got to be it's at least got to be in consideration. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's batting 238 in Double A, and you got versus a guy who's batting like you know 270 in the major leagues. And is not a disaster at shortstop. Has had errors. I don't know what Volpe's defensive stats have looked like because he's projected to not even necessarily be a shortstop. Yeah, I think he's projected to be like average at best in the field and, and maybe a third baseman. So, you know, he's not necessarily the better option right now. Yeah, uh, it's just it, it would be nice. Look, we'll, we'll have to see. It would be nice. Maybe IKF or Donaldson can, can take off. It'd, it'd be nice to get be nice to get a little more out of the left side of the infield. But other than that, Really no complaints. The All-Star, right now, it's Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, and Trevino, if voting ended, would go today from the position player side and then whatever pitchers. I only saw Judge on that list. Well, like, Judge for starter, but the way they're doing it, the way they're doing it is if you come in second, you're automatically reserved or something. Yeah, so that's where Stanton, Trevino, and Rizzo are coming. Gotcha. All right. I thought it was still a coach's decision. I don't really pay much attention to the All-Star game. Like, I don't want anyone to make the All-Star game. Take the days off. Rest. Well, let's talk about that week. For I mean, especially this way. For the past, I think, decade, you know, you you didn't come back until the Friday after the All-Star game. Now they have a doubleheader that Thursday in Houston. I mean, talk about getting kicked in the dick coming off the All-Star break. You know, hope I enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed the break. Bang to and you and you play the Orioles who stink, but they're you're going to Baltimore. We're going to be there. The you know the Baltimore Orioles play up to play the Yankees. They do. And by the way, I just need to take a shot at the Orioles. They 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 tripled their ticket prices this year. I don't know if it's to pay for that stupid fucking wall that they that they moved back in left field, but the tickets that you know me and my dad would usually get field level for like forty forty five bucks. You know, 15 rows back, field level. Those tickets are over $100 now. I'm like, fuck, man. When was the last time you did that? And on StubHub or on the the stadium? No, we would go on Orioles.com and you could get field level for like, I don't know, maybe after fees it was like in the 50s. But it was definitely definitely not triple digits. I mean, I'll I'll pay for it, but it's just like uh, just just kind of a, a little minor inconvenience. Oh, is that for the the that Saturday game? What's your game plan down there? How many games are you going to that weekend? I will go to the first two. I'm not going Sunday. Right. I, I can't do all three. Yeah. Yeah, I was curious. My wife asked me. She was like, "Is Nick going to all those games?" I was like, "You never know." He's last a mad year. Man. I did all three, and by like the third inning of the Sunday game, I was just I was just cooked. Like it, it was a lot. Yeah, it sounds like an. Awful You're just time. doing the one, right? Yeah, I just I'll be down there Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, I've got kids. Got to be home. Got to be dad. But yeah, no, I'll get down there. You'll be at Pickles by two. No, probably like four thirty. I will get down there at. I'm trying to get down there at like twelve. So like I, I got a crew of like people coming to brunch. Like I don't automatically count you into brunch because I know like you like to be ready in case I need you to play. But <laughs> I, I've got a group of like fifteen people at this point. Who like Jeez. we're going like my nephew, I have an adult nephew, and he is him and his girlfriend are coming, 
And he was just like, so what do I need to know? And I was like, you made a hotel reservation? He was like, yeah, it was like 1230, be in the lobby. I might not be there till one, but I might be there at 1230. And if I'm there at 1230, I'm leaving at 1230. So be there at 1230. And then, yeah, we'll just go and get some uh, boozy brunch. And then maybe hit one star country club, you know, hit the Fed Hill area, pull up to pickles around like four, four thirty, just mangled. mangled. I, I won't remember a moment of the game. The Yankees just happened to be there. <laughs> but like if people are there, I'm probably just going to get standing room only or whatever, hang out in right field, drink beers, yell obscenities, point to where Paul O'Neill hit a home run. Just be like, that's a that's a day. So are you so you're gonna buy standing room and then I assume try to get upgraded. You're not gonna stand in right field for nine innings. There's I'm calling bullshit on that. I don't know how to how to get upgraded. Uh the guy who we knew who worked for the governor no longer works for the governor, so I can't get his suite. Ah sh- shit. Um one time a couple of years ago, I just walked into the suite level. Like I walked up there and I was like, Oh, hey, I'm uh I film food videos. You guys sell this thing at this level, so I'd like to buy it. And they were like, okay. I was like, right. and they were like, yeah, okay. I go, all right, cool. Let me just, I've got a couple friends, so let me just let them know. And they were like, oh, just a couple? I was like, yeah, just a couple. And they said, all right, they come in. It was eight people. Um, they were not happy with me. But like, we're in. What are you going to do? It's it's crazy there. It's so much different than Yankee Stadium. Like, and I don't mean this as a dig. It, it feels like it has a minor league atmosphere. Like, it's all these old, nice people welcoming you in. Like these retired senior yeah. citizens. Welcome to Oreo Park. Like, you go to Yankee Stadium. It's like phone, wallet, keys. Everything's got to come out. Let's go. And then you go to Camden Yards, and it's like you're going to your grandparents' house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'll see like what people want to do. I tried to get like a, a luxury area, but they were sold out because you know it's the Yankees. But I'm not gonna worry. You know, I'll spend my ticket money on beers. They have some like all you can eat like thing in left field. I think. Yeah, I looked into that as. I don't well. think it includes alcohol though. They used to have a thing, the Centerfield rooftop deck used to have an all-you-could-drink thing. But they, a lot of times for, like, Yankee games, you know, Yankees are in town, that's not an option. You know, they yeah. turn that off. So we'll see. we'll see. But, you know, listen, I'm, I'm getting excited for, uh, for Baltimore week. I think we all are. Oh, it's, it's going to be great. One of my favorite, yeah, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year, for sure. And then do you have any other trips to the stadium planned or, or not yet? No, no. I, I was going to maybe the fr- maybe the first week I was going to go to the Thursday game at Fenway because my wife was going to be up there for work. I don't think she's going to be there. I have thought about just going by myself because I'm off for the week. I've thought about just being like, hey, I'll just I'll be back tomorrow morning. I'm just going to go to Boston. Fly to Boston? Just yeah, I'm just going to fly quick. to Boston. We'll see. I'll look at tickets. Um, nice. Plane tickets. Not stadium tickets. Carabas. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those FanDuel tickets. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got, right? Yeah, I think I think that's it. Let's let's sweep the athletics, beat beat Houston, and then roll into the weekend. Sucks no, uh, you know, no July Fourth Yankee baseball. Really, sucks. so weird, so weird. A lot of weird off Mondays. Um, yeah, and the last thing, you know, I'll uh, as I always do when something significant happens, uh, it's my platform, so I'll do whatever the fuck I want with it. Um, 
I talk about it all the time. I have my political views. I think everyone's welcome to theirs as long as they're based in reality of, you know, elections weren't stolen or things like that. Um, but uh, if you have a, a woman in your life, uh, girlfriend, wife, mother, sister, just someone you know, uh, just know that like what happened this week uh, with the Supreme Court like deeply impacts them. Uh, and I think a lot of people like to be bros. I used to be a bro and just be like, fuck it, then don't, then don't be a whore if you don't want, if you want to have abortions and stuff like that. But like, that's not what it is. Uh, women have miscarriages that, uh, without what is technically an abortion, which will be illegal in half of the states, um, would kill them. Um, I have women in my life who've been through that. Uh, most of you probably have, and you just don't know it. Um, so I just encourage you as we get into the fall and there are elections, um, really do some research. Don't vote because someone's got an R or a D next to their name. See who they are, what they're about. Um, and uh, for, for the fellas, like just be compassionate to women right now. It's, uh, it's really tough to, to be a woman. Um, as a father of girls and a husband and all that stuff, uh, it's something that's very important to me. Uh, so just do your research before you cast your vote. Uh, figure out you know, if maybe someone says your sister can have rights over her own body, but they don't think 18-year-olds need an AR-15, I don't know. I feel like one should mean more to you than the other. You can follow Nick on Twitter at NKirbyNYY. You can follow the show at George's Box Pod. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Um, and we'll, uh, I don't know, man. We're 53 and 20. It's the end of June. We'll see you at the parade because the parade's happening.